Welcome, my dear friends, to episode 135 of The Space In Between, and it's Phoebe Leona here. And just a moment, we'll have one of our favorite people in Nomadland, Amy Susie, who is joining us again. She's been on our podcast um, at least once, and we just figured it would be a great time to check in with her and see what kind of breadcrumbs and dots <laughs> she's following and you'll find out a little bit more about that and why I'm giggling about that um, in just a moment but a couple things that are happening here in Nomadland that I'd love to share with you is um, my book if you haven't already heard I released a book out into the world last month Dear Radiant One and it is out wherever books are sold now. I'm so excited to be sharing with this. I've been loving hearing back from those of you who've been reading it and feeling, you know, it's been touching your heart in some way. It's been touching my heart knowing that. And uh, yeah, you can find it at, if you haven't already purchased it at wherever books are sold, Dear Radiant One. And I'm also creating these experiences that are live in person where I come and I share the readings from the book, but I also bring the element of movement and dance into it uh, in a couple of different ways that I'm playing with this summer. So I'm going to call out to those of you who are listening and want to bring this multidimensional experience of the book into your community, into your world, reach out to me. You can reach out to me at phoebe at nomadalwaysathome.com. I'd love to bring this experience out to your community wherever you are, if that's possible for me to get to. Um, because this is, as I kind of talk about in the podcast today with Amy, is that this is what wants to be born right now with this book. It's it's guiding me to bring these stories into a multidimensional experience for you to step into not only my story, but your story, our story. And um, yeah, I would love to co-create with you all. So please reach out to me. And another kind of way of experiencing this book is my my program, Embodied Radiance, which is walks alongside the book that you can do on a self-paced page. So paced um program. So if you have dove, in, dove into the book, you'll see that I write letters to the various emotions, the shadows and the lighter emotions. And I give you some practical tips and practices that helped me on my own emotional recovery to help you. And this program, Embodied Radiance, walks alongside of that and, and helps you really dive into them. And, and I guide you in a more, um, you know, more intimate way because I have videos there and these short little bite-sized podcasts and recorded meditations and other ways of seeing the practices from a different through a different lens. And so if you are reading the book or you're going through your own emotional recovery, if you're like, what is emotional recovery? Well, if you've been kind of finding your way back to normal, quote unquote, after you know, two years of of not feeling quite normal and you're realizing, wow, I don't know what even normal is anymore, then you would you might resonate with this program where we dance with with that, this feel, all of the emotions that come with that, the the disorientation, that chaos, that you know, um, that grief of the old life, the um, kind of leaning into, well, what does my heart want to do now? What is that inspiration? What's that creative flow that's calling you forward? So I invite you into this program. There's a couple of ways of doing it. You can dive in on a self-paced program. You can come and join me for uh, group monthly sessions, which if you are listening to this as this goes live, I will be hosting a free a free session on Wednesday, May 25th. That's tomorrow if you're listening to this live at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And that's just going to be a bit of a meet and greet. I'll share a little bit more about the experience of this program. I'll offer you a couple of practices to tangible practices to walk away with so that you can. Our topic next week is looking at fear, moving from fear to trust. How can you reground yourself in your and reprogram your nervous system to trust your inner and your outer world. So we're going to explore a bit of that on Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. 
And, um, and then if you want to dive into these practices and this journey in person, I will be hosting a retreat in Costa Rica, November 12th through the 19th. We will be, it'll be a bit of yoga. It'll be a bit of movement 109, some of these practices on the emotional recovery journey so that you can thrive in your life. So all of that can be find over found at thenomadcollective.org and my website, phoebeleona.com. And now let's go ahead and explore some of our time with Amy Susie, who's going to tell us a little bit more about these dots and breadcrumbs. <laughs> Enjoy. Hello, my friends. So we have Amy Susie back to our beautiful space in between. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Excited to be here. I know. Is this your second or third time back? I think second. Okay. Done like Instagram lives and stuff. So it might feel like we've done, but I think we've only done the two podcasts. And I feel like every time you and I just sit down and chat, we're having like our own little internal podcast. Totally. We should be recording those. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, what I would just like to do a little check in for people who might not know who you are, or where you are, and what you're offering to this world. So who are you? Where are you? What's going on? Great question. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm in Beacon, New York, as you know, because we met there. So in the beautiful Hudson Valley, the beautiful verdant Hudson Valley. Um, I am a yoga, a longtime yoga teacher, meditation instructor. Um, and also now women's, I call myself women's wellness coach or transformational wellness coach. Um, and I run programs for multi-passionate people, as you know, multi-passionate women creatives like myself. So I'm a singer, a songwriter, I'm a, um, you know, teacher, as I'm talking about teacher and healer. And I have, there's a lot of different threads and strands in my life. And, um, the women that I work with have that uh, experience too. They're, they're doing many things they're holding many things. And so I give them practical tips and tools to, um, live with more well being and more joy and more grace. Mm, I love that. And yeah, I love how I've been sitting and thinking about this myself of how we have all these different labels and you just listed off like at least six of them <laughs> that you identify yourself as right. Um, as well as you're a woman and you're a partner and right. this multi-passionate, as you said. And, and that's kind of where we're talking, what we're talking about a bit today is this, this word multi-passionate. So first of all, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? Mm, that's such a good word. Um, it means, it means I like, and I enjoy, and I love to experience um, many different things. Like I feel like the, the literal word, it's in the literal, literal word, right? Multi-passionate, you know, we're passionate about many different things. Um, it's a term that I only came to, to hear, like it's starting to be bandied about on the internet. And I don't know if it was something someone said to me or something I read, but I, it was like, I felt seen when I saw that word. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay, I can identify that way because for you, as you know, for such a long time in my life, it was like I'm um, a yogipreneur, if you will, or an entrepreneur mm. trying to, you know, market my services as a yoga teacher and find clients. And then I'm also an artist like you are. Um, I'm a singer and songwriter. And so it was like this very compartmentalized existence. And this, this gets some, you know, lots of time and then the singing songwriting gets short shrift sometimes and vice versa. And then there's also, you know, I'm a nature lover. I love to take hikes. I'm, I'm learning to play guitar, uh, which is part of my musical journey, but all these different things. And like you said, I'm a daughter, I'm um, a partner. I have a, I have a boyfriend. I'm a cat mom. (laughs) (laughs) Those are also passions. You know, I love food. I'm really interested in um, holistic well-being. Like, so I'm interested in food and nurturing myself and learning how to cook, learning about the best foods to put in my body. I'm learning about essential oils now. Um, Those are all, you know, they tie into one another. So the term multi-passionate, I was like, oh, I don't have to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. I'm multi, you know, we contain multitudes, which is from a, from that poem, right? Yeah. And I, I love that because 
it, I felt that same thing too. And I think that's how you, we've talked about in the past, like we were both having this resistance and teaching yoga because basically I think what we were, we both maybe not put into words at the time when we we're having that conversation was like, we were feeling like we were being put in a box. Like we had to teach this certain structure and system and identify as a certain way of being. And we weren't, we weren't feeling like we could fit into that or wanted to fit into that box anymore. And so what it sounds like is this word multi-passionate allows you to be expansive and be outside of that box and really hold, hold many things. And, you know, what I kind of want to touch on today, because we've had so many threads of this conversation, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was also like when I was, I kind of witnessed you in this journey of identifying this word, Mm -hmm. identifying with this word. And you were saying to me, like, how it also helped you with the the chaos and the anxiety of being multi-passionate, like your focus, like where to put your focus. And so, um, yeah, do you want to speak into that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'll say, um, I'll preface that just by saying I'm still really learning, like, because I yeah. just I adopted <laughs> this identity or this word. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely in practice with what that means for me. And you, I love how you put it. You just nailed it. Um, just the expansion. I was like, oh, I hadn't mm-hmm. even thought about that. It does make me feel like a more, um, I can be as expansive as I want to be under this umbrella of multi-passion. Yeah. However, like we do, we do know, and I do know really clearly for myself, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the phrase, um, where ener- energy flows, where attention goes, <clears throat> you know, where your attention goes, energy flows. So it's like holding these two things like, yeah, I want to, I want to love everything. I want to learn all these things. I'm, you know, I'm multi-passionate. I want to like sing and uh, find musical community. I want to play guitar. I want to serve my clients, my women clients really well. And, and so that also includes taking in all of the, um, like taking classes myself in movement, learning new methodologies. So there's, there's like, you know, inside of like the passions, there's all these other multi-passions, like learning mm-hmm. anatomy, as you know, like in yoga, learning anatomy. If you want to chant, you learn chanting. If you want to meditate, you know, you go in deeper into meditation. Um, I'm, I lost the thread here, but. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of touches on the, that whole point, right? right? Of the, like, there's so many, like, there's so many dots to connect and yeah. you're like, which dot do I follow where the energy flows? As you said, the attention goes, but sometimes it's like you lose sight of that dot because it's like, Oh, there's another dot. Oh wait. It's like right. they're all connected. Right. But sometimes you're kind of like, wait, which dot should I kind of zoom in on? But it, it sounds like that's almost one of the struggles of being, you know, identifying as this is, is like, which dot do I follow? or zoom in on, or do I, or where do I put my attention? It's like, thank you for bringing me back around. Yeah. (laughs) I figured if I talked enough, it would find, you would find your way there. (laughs) I just modeled it for everybody in that, in that, like (laughs) my conversation around that. I went to all these different places. So now you know how my mind works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So you're, yeah, absolutely. It's like, I love that following the dots and connecting the dots. And I'm, I'm in this place right now in my life where I'm trying to connect um, not, not keep them so separate, not have it be, um, either, or in, in terms of like mm-hmm. being an artist and being a, a teacher or a healer. And I am seeing how, like for me, and you, you know, this creativity and tapping into our inner artist self, mm-hmm. not everybody wants to label themselves an artist or, um, but I think everybody is creative. Yeah. Um, and, and as I said, most of the women that come my way, there's something, there's always something. They're like, Oh, I knit. Oh, I cook, you know, beautiful meals. Oh, I, I'm a, Oh, I'm a former dancer. I'm a painter. Like everybody has something. Mm-hmm. So it's how much time do you want to give to that, that piece of yourself, that creative piece of yourself? For mm-hmm. me, I'm starting to see how the healing, um, more healing has happened in my life around being a creative, like using creativity for a healing practice and, you know, doing yoga, teaching yoga is creative too. But I mean, like writing something like something that you feel like you can connect to your soul, your soul being. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah. that's singing. So it's different for everybody. But for me, that's making sound with my voice, writing songs that I can use my voice to, um, 
to carry the words and the language through. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question there again, but. Well, yeah, you did. And and just to kind of what I heard underneath it, and you didn't say this word, but I was feeling this word joy kept coming through is, you know, the things that you identify with that bring you joy. And instead of like to free frame it, like the things that you do that um, like as a, that creative, like sometimes when we think of ourselves as creative, oh, and you said there are people that say, oh, I'm not creative. It's like, cause I'm not good at it. But right. if it brings you joy, I think that's the kind of the difference in terms of the creativity of like you being a quote unquote creative being is you, you're creative because it brings you so much joy and you just want more of that yeah. for yourself and to share it with the world versus like, oh, I create things and they're good and people buy them or compliment me or whatever. Like, I think yeah. that's where for me, I've been witnessing that's kind of where it gets lost in translation of somebody identifying themselves as a creative. Right. Yeah. That's a really good distinction to make. I'm thinking of you when I watch you dance. Um, mm. it's, it's more, it's, it's joy, but it's also like being really at home. Like you're mm. just soaked into your being, you're, you're immersed mm. in your own self. You're at home. Even if there's nerves, even like when we perform, right. You know, yeah. I get nervous, but it's like, there's this current of like, this is really a deep part of me that I, mm. I just, I always say it's like my soul self. So do, mm. do with it what you will people, you know, if you don't like the word yeah. soul or God or whatever, but it's my connection to God and higher self, yeah. And highest, yeah, higher being. Ooh, so and I, see you, that, I see that in you when you dance. That's oh, what I really wanted to say. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It just, I, through, you know, yeah, it, it's a, uh, yeah, it feel it feels very much at home. And there's like this sense of like it's it's you, like when you get to witness that in somebody else, it's like, oh, you see their soul singing, but you also see like this other entity, whether it's God or universe, whatever someone identifies it as like being channeled through you too. It's like that paradox of of fully you, but but this other entity that kind of needs to be there to complete you if that makes sense but um but you are complete so I don't want people to think that I'm saying like you're not complete you are complete um but what I just oh but you said something about nerves as a performer Mm -hmm. and I would love to kind of speak to that to kind of bring it back to that feeling of like the anxiety and the chaos of like following the dots but also when we're stepping into a role of being that creative and we feel nervous, right? Like that nervousness. And you talked earlier about expansion and I'm just kind of curious about like, what is that nervousness for you? And like, what does it feel like in your body and Mm. how do you interpret it? Yeah. Good. Great question or questions. Um, I want to answer the the first thing about like the anxiety, right? Go back to yes. that, what we were really talking about. And um, I think, I think the, you know, as you know, the main piece, like one of the most important pieces of walking like a spiritual path and, um, and learning to live well, that's what I want to say. Learning to live in well being is beginning to get in touch with what you really want and need. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so obvious and simple, but I've met, and I include myself in this, I've met so many women that struggle with that because we live in a culture that tells us what we're supposed to need and want. So it's like getting really clear. Like if you, like I started to talk to people about maybe making a, a joy list or a desire list, mm. you know, what do you really need? And I, and something as simple as like, I need to just take a grounding Epsom salt bath today and like get in my body and feel myself, you know, I need to cook myself a really good meal. So at least three or four times a week, I make like a little desire list for that day. Mm. Um, So to me, that's, to me, that's a very grounding experience. And it helps me when I feel anxious and pulled in a lot of different directions, because it brings me back to like the pulled in different directions for me anyway, is about what I think other people need from me and feeling Mm. like, you know, and we do, we do have responsibilities to other people. We get pulled and we have schedules and, you know, I was like, we made an appointment and I'm here today and showing up for that responsibility with, with you. Um, and if there's too, for me, if there's too much of that, if there's, I put too much on my calendar, then I'm like, ah, which you've seen. Right. And then I just implode. So it's coming back to the center and being like, okay, what is it I need? 
And I've started to learn to do that like on a Sunday before the week starts, you know, mm-hmm. we can all make our week, whatever we want it to be. It's like Sunday to Sunday to Saturday is just a social agreement Yeah, <laughs> on Sunday. Cause I don't work on weekends and, um, and Monday, you know, kicks off my week. So it's like, I'm trying anyway, as a new ritual to like Sunday night, do the desire list and be like, what do I need this week? Like, what are some things and actually schedule in the self care, schedule in the bath, schedule in a, a facial once a week or, you know, literal like physical self-care things that make me mm-hmm. feel really grounded. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So, and that kind of like grounds you from that, that space of being all over the place. Yeah. 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 And, and it's all, I'm oh, sorry. I, well, I just want to say it's all like, it's all in practice, right? Like I'm saying this and to people who are listening, it might be like, Oh wow, she's figured out this these rituals in this way and these life hacks and this and I'm like, you know, actually I'm really figuring it out. It's it's always like a practice because some sometimes you know something happens and you or you travel, uh, you know, a life challenge comes up. You get fired from your job. You whatever you know, like a parent or somebody gets sick and you got to go take care of them and all those rituals and those things <laughs> fly out the window. Um, so I I do think still the desire list and the joy list and what do I need? It could be very simple is a really handy thing to have in your back pocket. Cause you can, mm-hmm. you can still ask yourself those questions, even if you're in a, you know, you're taken out of that routine. That's what yeah. I want to say. Well, and you said something a little bit earlier about like the, the things you should be doing and, and like how you should be. And I kind of want to speak into that too, for us, you know, multi-passionate people is, I don't know. I, I, I kind of do know about you because we've talked about this, but I feel like social media is the worst thing for people like us because it, there's especially people in our world who are identify as coaches or teachers of some kind, because all I constantly see in my, my news feeds are, you know, Hey, if you're a coach, do this template thing and be this. And you're going to make six figures. And it's, and it, it actually irks me. Like, I'm not one to like, oh, tell me what it is, because it actually irks me because I'm like, hell no, I don't want to follow your freaking template. I want to do me and, and um, I don't know, do you want to speak into that a little bit? <laughs> yes. It's also really interesting, because I'm, I'm looking at my notes from this morning, or my journaling that I did. And this yeah. was literally what I was writing about this morning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to read what I wrote. <laughs> it was like, I was talking about how I've been in several <laughs> of these kind of containers, not just like, and I forget about even all the messaging you get on social media, like you said, to do this, mm-hmm. do that. Um, actually, I also like the, my coach uses this a lot, like stop shoulding on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the shoulds, I don't know what I said earlier, but like, I'm, I'm trying to practice like letting go of the shoulds and the supposed tos and yeah. like, what's, what are you, what's really coming through you organically? Cause that's what people respond to. If you're yeah. a healer or a coach and you're looking for clients. Um, yeah, but yeah, I was just writing about this, like all of this noise and this messaging and just needing to like, I, ju- I just need to use like life hacks and pull back from, um, from being on social media too much. I just need to create yeah. a boundary for myself around it. But yeah. I think like having said that, I think there is some, there are some foundational principles that people have shared with me that I think work Yeah, that I've tried to adopt, but, but ultimately it's like, if I get into, it's really, if I get into resistance with something like, mm-hmm. like the way you were just now, you're like, mm-hmm. I don't, hell no, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't want to do that. Like when you're in resistance to something, I think there's wisdom in that. It's like, what, mm-hmm. why am I in resistance to this? Is it just like, whatever? I don't know what the reason is, but. But like, it could be because it's like, no, I'm, I'm really, this is how I see it. And I have this strong direction and I need to yeah. lock out those voices and those, that noise. Well, yeah. And I loved how earlier you were talking about like your joy list or your desire list and how you were saying, this is what's working for me. And I keep it in my back pocket. And it's like, that's a little nugget of wisdom that somebody who's listening to this today could take away. And they might find like, this is sort of the conversation I have when I speak to my, my students is and my clients is like, this is what's working for me and definitely find your own way to adapt it. Like you do it on Sundays, you sort of plan out your, 
your self-care for the week, but then it sounds like you check in at each day for your joy list, but somebody else might do that in another really beautiful way, but you kind of like give them the breadcrumb to, to take it and follow. And that's kind of what I love about you and, you know, kind of this umbrella, this container that you create um, is that it's like, here are the things that I'm figuring out. Like you just said, really upfront, like I'm figuring this out with you mm-hmm. instead of here's my template for you to also nail this. <laughs> right. Exactly. right. And it, and it becomes, because then there's a space of creativity and inspiration. And I think that's something that is getting lost right now in that noise, like you just spoke into of like, this noise, social media being one of them, there's lots of other avenues for noise, especially in that, like, which dot do I follow? (laughs) And it's, it feels like what you're speaking into is like finding your voice and, and doing what you need to do to ground you so that you feel whenever that resistance comes up, you are able to discern, okay, is this my voice? Or is that somebody else's voice? That's and good. then I can go to the next dot, right? Like that dot's not even relevant. So I'm going to go to this next dot. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. And and there's, you know, I also want to say there's like stumbles along the way and there will be more stumbles in my life where yeah. I'm like, oh, oops, I spent too much time on that dot, <laughs> you know, or I didn't even really want to do that dot, but I did it because, yeah. you know, a friend called up and I said, oh yeah, I'll do that. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, the discernment piece is everything. Discernment and and that also means for me anyway, it's been a process of like slowing down. Like this is really, if I had to pick out like a couple of things that I teach people, the first thing I teach women is like slowing down initially, you know, you can get back into the rhythm and the pace if you need to do things quickly, but to begin to notice like what you is, you really want and to begin to notice which dots Mm -hmm. know really, you know, from yourself, like where your soul is leading you and where life is Mm -hmm. leading you you got to slow down and listen a little bit. And that might be meditation. That might be taking walks in nature. I don't know. It might just be like breath work, you yeah. know, just slowing down. Cause you can't, I, anyway, I can't feel it when I'm moving at 180 miles an hour. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. Like, because I think that is what I was sort of asking you earlier. And um, <laughs> we got a little sidetracked, but I'm going to bring it back <laughs> because I think that's something that happens, you know, with somebody who identifies as multi-passionate is that we have so many things that we're really excited about and we have this like very fast energy, right? Like that's a high frequency. That's like a, a very fast vibration of expansion. And what I was asking you earlier about like being a performer and getting that ner- those nerves is that nerves, what I have found like for that excitement is it's like, it's an, it's your nervous system, right? Expanding. And our teacher used to also study with Jean Marie. She used to say in yoga, like um, expansion and anxiety have the same frequency and it feels very similar in our body, Yeah. but it's really what the mind is. Like the mind is telling you, oh, you should be afraid of this and don't do it. Or this is moving into some the unknown, right? Because that's all the expansion is, is you're moving into the unknown and fear comes in and creates anxiety or you go into that like performer going into stage and taps into source, into that expansion. And, oh, that's so good. That's so right on. Yes, I love that you just brought this up because there's, I'm experiencing this too. Like when we expand, you get this natural it's natural. Like we have the, the lizard brain in there going like, mm-hmm. no, wait a minute. That's not safe. Or I don't know that mm-hmm. that's safe yet. Cause I've never yeah. been there before. I've never expanded. It applies yeah. to money. It applies to like, you know, you said performance. And when you talked about the performing, I love that we just circled back again. Yeah. Yeah. I find the dot and I land on the dot. I bring it back. You're good at that. <laughs> Bringing me back to the dot that we were on originally, like 10 minutes ago. Well, I have a joke, but I don't know if it's a tangent, but you, well, I'll, I'll come to the joke in a moment. Continue <laughs> I was just thinking about the performing thing and, and I, and it clicked in my mind when you said that it's like, oh, and I've been taught over many, many years. I have tools and techniques when I, when I feel the nerves, but I know mm-hmm. like, no, I'm okay. I've been singing for a long time. I know how to use my voice. You know, it's not an issue. I might feel the nerves, but I know what it is. So it's that also mm-hmm. that awareness piece. It's like, 
I can step into that expansive self and feel nervous and feel really elated and feel connected to my soul, you know, and be out there as a singer. And, and as you know, once you get in the performance flow, you're like, you're just in it. It's like yeah. ride or die. You just got to go. You just got to go with the energy. Yeah. Um, but that's why we train. Like that's what training yeah. is. Yeah. And that's, the, that's kind of what you were speaking into the slowing down is, you know, slowing down in the bigger picture of your life or the day-to-day things, but like to speak into that experience as a performer, you feel the nervousness, but then what you're saying, like you just say, you take, you take a breath and it's like, I don't know about for you, but like, I almost feel like time and space expand and become stretchy and slows down. um, So I can step into that flow. Yeah. Yeah. Time is a complete, like your, your relationship to time is really different, right? It changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the joke? <laughs> oh, well, because you know, my mother and my mother's a little bit like this too. Like she's kind of all over the place and, and we were having, and I don't know if this is allowed to, I can speak into this because it's, you know, her personal, but I I'll, I'll share. I, I hope she is okay with this, but she was talking to me about being diagnosed as ADHD late in her life. And, and we were having this discussion because I really couldn't understand like I was trying to understand her brain and like what she was saying at that time. And she was like, well, I have to focus in on, you know, these spreadsheets for work and da da da. I was like, Grant, you know, mom, like you are 60 something years old. Like your mind shouldn't want to focus in on spreadsheets. And, and I was like, you were just having this conversation. And then I was like, I just don't understand your brain. Like I'm really trying to be, it was like being curious. I wasn't judging it. I was just like, I'm really trying to understand. She's like, Phoebe, you don't understand you are ADHD medicine. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was trying to understand why she needed that and how it helps her zone in. And she's like, and when you said I was like the person who like zoned in on the dot, like yeah, you could go all around that I'm like dot, like I know where the dot is. You did. <laughs> now I feel so, so loved. I feel seen too because I'm, <laughs> as you know, going through this journey of like I'm pretty sure I'm ADHD too, but I haven't gotten official diagnosis. So <laughs> yeah. Well, just take a dose of me because I'll bring you back to the dot. <laughs> I'm here, Amy. Here, lily, lily pad. This little lily pad dot. <laughs> because I have a lot of things that I always know like anyways funny um but anyways off that was kind of a tangent but a relevant tangent well I'm curious can I ask you a question because to me it's like multi-passionate and ADHD like wow those kind of that kind Mm -hmm. of sense that they would dovetail but you don't consider yourself ADHD and I don't see that in you so but you're also multi-passionate so it's kind of yeah the same thing but I, I, I mean, I have never thought that I was diagnosed um, and I've never gone for a diagnosis, Um, but I do have, like, I have a lot of people say you juggle so much. How do you do it? And I don't necessarily feel like I'm quote unquote successful at all of the things that I do, but I think for me, I don't become attached to them because some, like, that's a lesson that I learned along the way was because I used to give it like the death grip. on certain things. Like I want this so badly. I want this so badly. And if I didn't have all of those things and I would kind of give them that grip and what we were just talking about is expansion. It needs space to breathe. It needs to move. And I would like not give it space to breathe and it would just wilt away and (laughs) die. And then I would be heartbroken. Mm. And so, and I was grateful for that experience. I mean, not at the time I wasn't, but that I was like, oh, you know what? It needs space to breathe. And if it's not meant to be, it will go away. And that's okay. It wasn't meant to be. So then I say, okay, that gives me space to zoom in on the thing that really wants to be born. So right now, this book came into life and it ha- seems like it has its own mind of its own. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting, I'm following the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. and trusting it. And there are other aspects of my life that I don't feel like are you know, thriving in the way I want them to, but I'm just like, okay, that's, yeah, I'm going to let that be on hold right now. <sighs> that's really good. That's another piece I think of, of what I've learned um, about being multi-passionate. Yeah, I love that so much is like we, and I used to teach this when I worked with young people, when I would teach meditation, it was like teaching them the difference between focusing really hard and like bearing down on something and just, just, 
drift, letting your attention, you know, go over here, <laughs> directing, redirecting your attention mm-hmm. and putting your attention there, but also like in a spiritual sense, right? Like hands off the wheel. You're not, you can't yeah. really control where your, your attention, your energy flows or your attention goes, but then you have to like, you have to be in concert with the flow. Like we said earlier, yeah. you can't like bear down on and grip it. So. Yeah. And that's very like the masculine that we've like that Western world thinking, like just be really super disciplined. And then, da, 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 da. Yeah. Right. And, right. Yeah. And then it'll just get done. And it's like, okay. Right. There's, it has also like, it's a co-creation. Like everything we do is a co-creation, even though it's not a person, it's a thing. Like it has an energy. And if you're not letting it have that space to become what it wants to be, and you're controlling it, then it's not going to be that. Yeah. It's like a being in an actual relationship. You can't control your yeah. own person. <laughs> no. They have their own agency and their own, you know, designs and ways of being and doing things. Yeah. 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 That's really good. Woo. Yeah. Love it. I love the places we go. Oh, we go in so many amazing spaces in the space in between. <laughs> There's so many dots. There's so many dots. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, what are some of your dots right now? I mean, I know you have labels that we identify, but like, what are some of the breadcrumbs you're following? If oh, that makes sense. I thought you said thoughts. Yeah. I was like, I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> dots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the breadcrumbs or dots that you're following right now or bringing life to? Great. Hansel and Gretel <laughs> following the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have been, as you know, doing, um, a lot of uh, like spiritual artistic recovery through the artist's mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely still following this breadcrumb of like learning to embrace, um, just embrace my, my own form of expression as a, as a songwriter. I think I'm maybe talking more about that. Cause as a singer, I'm really comfortable. Like, I just feel like that's a natural mm-hmm. gift for me. I know how to sing. I've been trained, but yeah, course and I keep the practice going I warmed up this morning with my one of my great friends and mentors Sloan um Mm -hmm. but yeah the breadcrumb I'm following is like learning to re reclaim like or or even like learning who I actually am as an artist because I think Mm -hmm. I had this whole phase in my 30s early on when I was just I just started to become a songwriter in my 30s it was a little bit late for me I've always sung but started going to the songwriting camp and meeting this musical community that really like helped me blossom. And so that was kind of like phase one. It feels like that was kind of like the baby songwriter, you know, learning the, some of the tools and figuring out how to play guitar well enough. And now I feel like I'm in the next phase of like, I want to go deeper. I want to write deeper things that are actually more personal. I look at the songs I wrote then they're a little more generalized and they're about the collective. There's one that's like really personal to me, but they're mostly like wider open. And now I'm kind of wanting to write about my experience with depression, uh, my family's history. Um, so that requires a deeper listening. Yeah. Um, and some fear, some courage. And so I'm, I guess the breadcrumb I'm following right now is building my courage and, and mm-hmm. using, you know, using writing prompts and I'm taking a songwriting class. So one breadcrumb is that is like my songwriting and my, as a, mm-hmm. as an artist and, and cur- carving out a, pe- a big piece of that dot or that breadcrumb is making sure I give myself enough time to do that on a weekly basis and making mm-hmm. sure I don't crowd my schedule, like I mentioned earlier, and yeah. too many things or try to do too many things, which I'm always want to do. But I've really, this has been important. I've really been like, and I shared this with a friend the other day. It was like, I'm, I, I said to her, it's almost like I don't have a choice. You know, or I've been choosing mm-hmm. it so much in the last few months that it's like, okay, this is where my attention's going. This is where my attention's going. Like, yeah. it's good. It's like this, there's this energy that's coming through me. That's like, I, I must do this. I want to do this. Um, and it feels like I'm following my Dharma on some level. So, yeah. Yeah. Before you tell another breadcrumb, can I kind of speak into that a little bit? Cause somebody reflected this. I can't, I'm trying to find the conversation. Like, where was that, that I just had this conversation with someone, but you spoke about, um, you're starting to write about your family history. And you also said you don't even have a choice in the matter. And, um, 
I felt that too for, for my book. And I also, whoever this person was, I can't remember. I feel so bad, but I was telling them about my next project too, of like, I want to write a novel loosely based on my family history and like on my maternal side. And so I feel like a lot of us are being called right now to visit our family history and, oh, and now I remember the person. Anyway, um, and I feel like there is something tugging, like soul, God, universe is tugging at our heartstrings right. to, to do this healing right now for ourselves and our past and then the future. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. I mean, and maybe it's, it also happens to people at a certain time in their life because I feel like it couldn't, for me, it, like you, you also have spoken about this, how it happened at a particular like the timing wasn't right I remember you saying a few years ago mm. um, to write it wasn't story. processed yet yeah 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 that it's it's a process so I feel like there's a timing and a mature maybe a maturity mm. piece around it too like being able to see your family mm. and who your parents are and being able to understand and just know like what what gets passed down through through yeah. our our DNA our lineage yeah yeah so what's another breadcrumb? Another breadcrumb, good question, is uh, learning to speak about this, um, what mm-hmm. we're talking about, the multi-passionate, um, uh, multi-passionate thing, like learning to speak into it as a healer and a coach and draw to me the women that, um, that really need help, like discerning, like what we talked about earlier, discerning. I keep, I keep having this word come through or this phrase come through, creative true north, because I mm. feel like that's what I'm landing on. My creative true north mm. right now is mm. writing these songs and putting out a new C- album. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes CDs anymore, but <laughs> album, I guess. Um, so like helping women who, you know, a lot of this like is um, about time, right. About finding, honoring your gifts and honoring your passions with enough time and attention. Mm-hmm. So finding the, the breadcrumbs and the dots that you really want to give attention to right now in your life, giving, honoring those with the right, the, the amount of time that you need. Um, and, and then having like the tools to like, just on a daily basis, like, you know, met, all the things that we teach meditation and yoga and Qigong and, um, movement 109, all the things that help people center in their body so that they can mm-hmm. listen to their wisdom and hear their own voice yeah. and know where they're like, start to learn where their creative true North is and where their, I guess, creative true North is probably another term for Dharma, right? <laughs> that's what it feels like. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's the that. other dot or breadcrumb is, is beginning to, I haven't spoken so much about it explicitly. Cause I think I was trying to find like, as a coach, like, what am I doing here? You know, I know how to teach people yoga. I know how to get them in their bodies, but like in terms of coaching them, life coaching them and helping them have that kind of transformation. I've, Mm -hmm. it's been a, like a two year process or even longer for me to figure out who I'm speaking to. Am I? Yeah. 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 And really it's like me, it's a person like me, but, um, but I also have women who are older. So there's, there's that, um, in their probably, you know, 55, 60 plus are a lot of my, my clients. So working with older women, which is such a joy because so many of them, they're still working through the same, like undoing, like one of my favorite clients talks about, she, you'll, you'd love her. She's a dancer, former dancer, choreographer. And she goes, Amy, you taught me how to undance. Mm. So she loves my movement classes because it's so free and she gets to do pretty much whatever she wants. And yeah. she's so in touch with her body, but she's like, I'm learning this undancing all these things that were so rigid in her training she's undoing and um and that's helping open up like this these other flows in her life as a writer as a painter as a caregiver so yeah I just said a lot of things (laughs) no they were all amazing things um that's interesting I love that because that's actually how I created movement 109 was I needed to undance I didn't use that term but like all of the system and structures of dance and yoga, I needed to unwind and repattern and move like me. Move as like opposed to like, yeah, yeah, like reclaim that in my body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, something that I also was hearing you 
talk about a lot was getting into the body. And I don't know if you want to touch on this. It might be like a whole other podcast episode, but you know, this word coach that you identify yourself as I see so many coaches who talk about mindset. And I, I really feel that there's a huge shift. I don't know if it's conscious yet, like fully out there, but I've seen, and I, and I'm really excited about it is that we're going from mindset to the somatic work of really understanding, like we're getting out of like trying to train our brain and like the law of attraction, just think of positive thoughts and things will happen. Like actually, you no, know, feel it in your body, ground down in your body, like everything you said about Qigong and, and all the other practices you mentioned in Movement 109 is like, it's becoming embodied. So you're unlearning that mind stuff, but it's actually because you're becoming more embodied. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so, so glad you brought that up. Because <laughs> uh, like, if we're just living above here, right. you know, here up, which is I think sometimes mindset work gratitude. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not if it's not living all the way through you. Yeah, it's, it's just here. It's just you're still a brain. And you can like my coach always says this. And I love I love her for it. My coach Grace Kelly is like, you can get things done that way. Like, yeah, but it's a lot harder. <laughs> It's and not fun and not joyful. No, right. You can intellectualize yeah. your way and like try to figure it out. And same thing, like we were saying, like eke it out, you know, bear down on something, but why live your life that way? Yeah. <laughs> so a fun fact that I just learned, maybe you already knew this, but I was, and maybe I learned this at some point and I was like remembering, but um, in Joe Dispenza's uh, Becoming Supernatural, he was talking about, um, the heart is actually formed before the brain. So like our heart is beating before the brain. And so our heart is actually has more capabilities than we give it credit for. Oh, that's so cool. On a physical energetic level. Yeah. I saw that book on your, your bedside when I stayed with you last weekend and I was like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Cause when, when you go to do like an ultrasound, right. As pregnant women go to do an ultrasound, that's what they're listening. The heartbeat is like the really important thing. Yeah. And I just kind of wanted to speak into that because we were just in, if they're not watching the YouTube, like you had your hands, like basically cutting off your rest of your body. Right. And like all up in the head. Cause we all have this big, like our, we think therefore we are kind of right. mentality in the West and it's actually the heart, like that's down in your body. Your, your body is holding your, your heart space. I really needed to hear that today too. So thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, it's something that like, I love when you have wisdom come through and it's like, it's not like, oh my God, I didn't know that. It's more of like, it's that remembering or the, like you just said, the undancing to get to that essence of like, ah, oh, yeah, right. I knew that. When we were talking, this brings, brings me back, brings us back again, full circle to love it. We didn't really explicitly talk about flow, creative flow, but yeah. I think we're talking about flow when body yes. and, and mind are connected and you're, you're in the heart space and mm-hmm. you are um, really aligned with what you're doing. You know, in other words, there's no, like for me, it's this absence of all the, the mm-hmm. chatter and the, the judgment and the noise and the like, don't do that. Should do that. Shouldn't do that. Like, so, so the, the ADD stuff we talked about earlier in the multi-passionate, yeah. for me, sometimes the shadow of that is like, which, which way do I go? I'm being pulled in so many different directions. And the flow state is like the exact opposite. You just know right where you are, but you're, you're consciously not thinking about it. Right. That's what I yeah. say. You're not like in up in your brain. You're like, yeah, this is just, I'm with it. I'm all, yeah. every part of me is, is with it. And that's so beautiful. That's yeah. like, we all want to get back to that state. Mm-hmm. And, um, like this is another thing I want to say, like that is homeostasis that our bodies are always moving. Like, let me, let me get more clear about what I want to say here. I think I want to talk about the affirmation thing because when you just, <laughs> you know, it can just, I have so many thoughts around that, right. It can just become an yeah. exercise in more mind. It can become another yeah. mental exercise of like, of words. And if words don't have the embodied experience right. underneath them, then they're, they're meaningless. They're brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. So you can say a million times, like, 
I am, you know, all good comes to me now or money is flowing into my bank account. But if you don't really believe it and your nervous system is like, oh, that's not true, <laughs> you know, and your heart is all contracted, it doesn't mean anything. It's just words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when you were speaking about bringing all of this full circle, I saw all of the dots <laughs> and then they all became one dot in your heart. Like I saw that for you and for all of us. It's like, I think that's something that we, we sometimes get lost in, especially the multi-passionate being is that there's so many dots and you see this big picture, but they're actually all like you, the first, the, one of the first sentences you said at the very beginning was a thread. And it's like, there is a thread. You can see all of them are connected in some way. And it's like, how do we harness that and bring that as one dot? as opposed to like trying to reach for all of the dots. Right. Oh, I love that. That's like something I hadn't even, I mean, I guess I was considering it when I was talking about compartmentalizing and integrating it, but Mm. yeah, I never even, I love the image. Just I'm so visual. So I love that. Like harnessing. They were just like, yeah, I saw all these dots around you and then they like came right into your heart. Um, And I kind of like you for that. (laughs) I feel like it's a really (laughs) profound Bit of coaching I just got. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, well, I, I like that's sort of this journey that I've been on myself with this book because, as you have seen it, you got to witness the, the book reading. Like, and I, I don't know if I was conscious of it at the time, but now I'm really seeing it as okay. Yes, I'm a yoga teacher. I'm a dancer. Now I'm this this writer. Um, I have you know, I am fascinated by psychology and I've always been on that. Like, and I'm not, you know, necessarily a licensed psychotherapist, but I've done a lot of that on my own. And I kind of layer my journey of that into the book. And so this book has become this multidimensional experience within it. I'm a storyteller. So like, there's the storytelling, there's the yoga with the chakras and the, the emotional stuff. But then I had to bring the dance into it because I knew storytelling needed to, and I have so much joy to come back to that, like in my soul wants to dance. And so I'm kind of like seeing how I bring in all of my dots into it, like one dot, right? Yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm going to like invite everybody who's out there, the multi-passion, like how could you make all of your dots somehow yeah. one dot? I think the question is how, if you, if you're not sure at all and you have these different compartments and they're floating around, like how do they connect to start? Yeah. How do they connect without yeah. overthinking it? Of course. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just knowing what they are. Can it maybe for a while we have to follow the breadcrumbs. Like we yeah. said before, like some things will die off and like, Oh, no, it doesn't bring me joy anymore. I used to, right. Like it used to be so passionate. I went back to it and it's like, eh, no, actually no. But no, actually you're rebirthing it in some way. Like follow those breadcrumbs in a lot for a while and then see, like you said, connect them and then bring them up. Which it occurs to me, I'm just having a little insight as you're saying this, this conversation is like the breadcrumb that you and I have been passing back and forth or the dot that you and I have held together (laughs) and been in relationship with. And we, because I remember having like a conversation about being multi-passionate on the other podcast and maybe on an Instagram live, but I wasn't quite sure what, you know, how it all came together. And I feel like we've been traveling with this little dot together (laughs) and getting clearer on what, what the hell we're talking about. (laughs) And I love that it keeps going from a dot to a breadcrumb. (laughs) I know mixed metaphors. Sorry. No, no. I keep doing it too, because sometimes it wants to be a breadcrumb and sometimes it wants to be a dot. It's like, no, right. I'm here. I wish we could have like an artist or a painter, a visual artist create something for us now. Like I'm seeing all these floating dots and them coagulating, coalescing into one dot. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have talked to David Lionheart about collaborating for the reading. So maybe we can, we can bring him in here. Yeah. Draw, like make a visual podcast. (laughs) I love it. Like instead of the YouTube where they watch our faces, it'll just be like a painting. (laughs) It'll be very um, meditative to watch rather than. Yeah. While they listen to our back and forth of breadcrumbs and dots. (laughs) Are 
So I do want to honor your time. But so are there any other breadcrumbs or dots that you want to speak into that you're following now or anything mm. else that you want to? Yeah, probably yeah. one one more thing that I'm hoping to okay. um, create for my clients and for new clients, um, women, multi-passionate women creatives is uh, this is kind of going back to the foundation. Like I, I have a client now that spoke to me about her, her, her sole intention for working me, with me was like, I, I can use this because she's allowed me to use her words. But she said, Amy, I just want to start to live a life that I don't have to continually recover from. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And she because she goes back and forth and commutes to her job and then comes home. And sometimes she's remote and sometimes she's in New York City. And I was like, I so get it. And I've so been there. Um, and I'm still there some days <laughs> recovering from like, you know, the ADHD and the being pulled in different directions. So my thinking and my, my, I'm creating something now that will probably be like a series or a workshop around that, mm-hmm. around how to live a life that you don't have to recover from. Cause we don't have yeah. to live that life on the hamster wheel. We can make a different choice. Yeah. Totally oh, for sure. For that, you know, yeah. yeah. What we talked about earlier, just really continuing to practice being embodied, continuing to use the somatic practices and letting this whole being be a part of every decision and every dot, (laughs) every decision you make and every dot that you put your attention on. (laughs) I just need to say, fuck the hamster wheel. Fuck the hamster wheel. Right. Yeah. As you were saying it, I was seeing this really big head on with this tiny little body on the hamster wheel just running. Oh, that's so And big. like the head was like so big that it couldn't even like but it was just like I have to keep running though. <laughs> I'm loving these visual downloads that you're getting. It's like can we get a right down? We gotta have someone draw them painting. I know we really do need to get somebody to animate this. Yeah. Can Leah find can Leah find like some stock imagery on the on the net? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Amazing. Um, I love all of these, uh, all of these breadcrumbs that you're following, because what I have really recognized for you and for me and for everybody out there who, who um, identifies as this multi-passionate being is that we need to follow those breadcrumbs because what you're doing is you're learning more about you, but you're also being of service to, to the rest of the world who are, you know, who need these practices and tools and have these conversations. So thank you for following all of the dots, all of the breadcrumbs, <laughs> and finding your truth and whichever one needs to be seen and heard right now and bringing it out to us. Yeah. I guess it's me walking my own, walking my path, walking my Dharma. Yeah. It's myself. Beautiful. Yeah. And you have all these beautiful friends alongside of you. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Including you. Yes. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm going to hold that today, Phoebe. Thank you so much. The dots and the coming in to one big, beautiful dot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will just say to, well, I won't say that. I'll just land. I'll just end with you. Okay. Because it's all about you. I'll okay. say it to you offline. But yeah, so yeah, thank you for that. And where can people find you and be with you and learn more about your lovely offerings in the world? Sure. They can find me at amysusie.com. Super easy, just my name.com. And um, also um, for women, multi-passionate creative women, if you want to join my Facebook group, it's um, Unshakable Wellbeing. Um, on, you can find me on Facebook under Amy Susie and then find unshakable well-being. Unshake and I keep the E in there. Hubble. <laughs> it's good. I like it. No correct spells it both ways, so I use the E. <laughs> I love it. On Facebook and resonant heart, which is a mouthful, but I haven't changed it yet. Resonant, like resonance heart. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. I love it. Doing that. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you. This is great. And I love that. Yeah, I love that we had you on like a year or so ago. And maybe we'll I mean, I'd love to have you on before that. But Mm -hmm. like to have these little check ins with you and share, you know, what what's Amy's new dot, right? (laughs) What's the latest dot that I'm floating and or and or breadcrumb? 
Tender breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the title. Yeah. Okay. Facts or breadcrumbs. You, you take your pick. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Yes. Um, Love you. Thank you, Fees. Love you, too. Talk soon. I hope you had an enjoyable time with our dear friend, Amy. Oh, my gosh. There's so many... There were so many visuals I was getting while I was talking to Amy and uh, oh my gosh. Um, it just, I, I feel like there's always this beautiful flow of energy when we sit and we chat um, both online and offline. Uh, so what I'd love to invite you as we wrap up this episode is if you enjoyed this episode and this series of The Space In Between, like us, follow us, download us. Uh, write a review, share with a friend, spread the joy, spread the passion, spread the love, uh, and support us. And if you'd love to, you know, help us um, in abundance, we would invite you also to become a supporter of the space in between where we keep this ad free. Yes, we share what's happening in Nomad Land and with our guests and what's happening in their world, but we also keep this ad free. We don't interrupt with ads. Um, so that you can really dive into the conversations with us. So if you'd like to support us to keep this, you know, the editing and, and all of the bringing in the guests and everything, all the component parts that help us thrive in this space of the space in between and all the other aspects of Nomad Collective, I invite you to become a supporter for just $11 a month. That will support this podcast to be free and all the other beautiful offerings that we are bringing to you all the time. We invite you to donate $11 a month. And if Amy is one of our nomad guides and if you are out there and you are a guide you have a you're a healer you're a teacher you're a facilitator you're a multi-passionate being that wants to be of service to the world I invite you to become one of our guides at the nomad guides program where we're looking for for just that what I said healers facilitators teachers and share your wisdom and your medicine in our collective program, in our collective community. So you can find out more over at thenomadcollective.org. We are opening up invitations to become one of our guides in a few different in a few different uh, ways that you can do that. So go ahead and find us over at thenomadcollective.org. All right, everybody, have a beautiful, beautiful day.